Welcome to our first ever mini-sode of Sweet Defiance. In this mini-sode, we will talk about uh, some exciting women in science who have been born on this very day in, well, previous years. And then I'll talk about some of my favorite sweets and the recipes and a bit of the science behind it. And this week it will be ice cream. So, Beatrice. Which exciting women have their birthdays today? I have three different ones and one of them is a German photographer. I don't know if you know her. Her name is Sibyl Bergemann. I don't. She was born in 1941 during the communist era. She pictured how it looked in Berlin and she was really famous for that series. But then she also did fashion magazines and later on she moved on to, do you know this magazine Geo? I don't know, do, do international people know that as well or is it just a German thing? I would say it's just a German thing, but uh, it's maybe a bit like National Geographic. Yeah, that explains it well. For Geo, she traveled around the world and took pictures and she often portrayed like the ordinary. She describes it as um, the happiness in the sadness. Are there any pictures of her on the internet that we could share with our listeners? Yes, we can put some on the blog, of course. And she was also a member of the Academy of Arts in Berlin. And she was also a co-founder of this Ostkreuz photography agency, which is really renowned. Um, so yeah, we can share some links so you can also take a look at this beautiful sadness. <laughs> oh, okay. Beautiful sadness. So who else? And the second one, well, uh, I'm sure she's pretty famous. She's very famous. We're going to England now and it's Mary Shelley's birthday. Oh, wonderful. Mary Shelley, author of Frankenstein. Yes, she was born in 1797. And of course, as you said, she's most known for her uh, Frankenstein novel, which she wrote in 1818. It's maybe also the moment uh, to make some advertising for our episode number two about Ada Lovelace, because Mary Shelley was good friends with uh, Lord Byron, who happens to be Ada Lovelace's father too. Speaking of Lord Byron, they spent the summer in Geneva in Switzerland. The weather was really rainy and they spent a lot of time indoors. And Lord Byron dared his fellow adventurers. Writing friends. <laughs> <laughs> his fellow friends to to come up with a ghost story. Mary Shelley didn't have any idea and she was kind of stumped. Uh, she slept on it for a couple of days. She thought of this galvanism. Do you know what galvanism is? Uh, it sounds like a very early form of electricity. Yes, they really enjoyed putting electricity into dead bodies to make them move. That was kind of like a show where you could buy tickets and stuff. Oh... I like with, with the frog legs. Yes, but oh. with people. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. But I see how this would lead to, to the idea of Frankenstein. Yes, and then she came up with that. And of course, it was a hit novel. And her husband was kind of an editor role in it. He was also a novelist himself. She died at age 53, uh, most likely by brain tumor. But of course, she's still very well known for uh, Frankenstein, but also for other work. So if you have read Frankenstein, there are also other novels you can Ooh, read by her. Okay. 
Ah, uh, one more for my big stack of to read books. <laughs> Great, thank you. And who's number three? In 1838, Lilio Kalani was born and she was the last monarch and the only queen re reigning in the kingdom of Hawaii. Oh, okay. I, I have to be honest, I didn't even know there was a kingdom of Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know about the story either, but it's, it's very interesting. So she was born into a really wealthy and influential Hawaiian family, and then she was adopted by the royal family there to kind of elevate her status. And when her brother abruptly died, who was already king, then she was next in line and she became the queen, the first and only queen of Hawaii. Oh, okay. And she really tried to get the monarchy back uh, into more power because she went to England and she saw how Queen Victoria was ruling her kingdom. And she thought, yeah, we got to get back to kind of establish this monarchy stronger. But the US did not <laughs> like that at all, of course. And then they intervened and took over uh, Hawaii and Then in 1895, she was forced to abdicate and she was imprisoned under house arrest for eight months. There she feared that she would never leave the palace. So she started translating this cosmogenic Hawaiian creation chant into English so that the rest of the world would know the Hawaiian heritage. But she was later released on parole and she lived out the rest of her life as a private citizen. Oh, but still uh, translating these works of Hawaiian culture. She started to songwrite. So she was a really gifted composer. So she implemented that into her songs. And she wrote more than 160 songs in her lifetime. The most famous one is Aloha Oe, which has since welcomed every newcomer to Hawaii. It's considered mm. the unofficial anthem of Hawaii. Wow. And she died at her residence in Washington Place in Honolulu in 1917. Wow. Very prolific. Okay. Thank you so much, Beatrice, for looking up these very interesting, also very different type of women. Ice cream. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I really, really like ice cream. <laughs> And um, yes, so of course I often go to the local gelateria to get some, but sometimes I, I also enjoy making it on my own. And I think one of the, the easiest and the tastiest ice creams that I've uh, ever made is uh, pistachio ice cream. And now the, well, the most important ingredient you need for that is a good crema di pistacchio or like a pistachio spread, but ideally one that is just 100% pistachios. And so you can already buy this in a jar. I think you could probably otherwise make it on your own from pistachios, but then it's not really an easy recipe anymore. So you just need a jar of this uh, pistachio spread. And then other things you need are milk. So you would dissolve the, the pistachios, the pistachio spread in, uh, in milk. And then you need to whisk egg yolks and sugar. Uh, you need to whip some whipping cream. Once uh, your pistachio spread milk mixture has cooled down a bit, you just incorporate it all. You put it in a, in a bowl and then you put that bowl into your freezer. So 
no ice cream machine required. In order for your ice cream to get a good texture, you need to, to stir the ice cream every, like every hour for the first few hours. So maybe the first four or five hours, you should really mix it well every hour. This breaks apart the big ice crystals that are forming and means that you have a very smooth and nice texture. If you don't do any stirring during the freezing period, you will just get a solid block of pistachio ice. And trust me, um, so I forgot the stirring <laughs> at some point. It's just not as tasty. It's, well, of course, if that happens to you, you can always try to melt it and refreeze it again, but um, just stir it in the first place. <laughs> that sounds really delicious. I really have to try that. I have a really low, low effort ice cream that I sometimes do. You couldn't even call it ice cream, where you just kind of um, peel bananas and then you freeze them and then you take them out when they're frozen and you just kind of mix them till you break them down and then you eat it and it tastes like pretty much a very close to ice cream. Um, but yeah, it's very low, low effort, but I really have to kind of start giving it a try to make real ice cream again. It sounds really good. Yeah, although I really like the, the banana type ice cream too. And that actually, ah, oh, that's a good idea. You could just add a bit of the, the pistachio spread to the frozen banana pieces and then I'm sure that would be delicious as well. As we're talking about ice cream, maybe I'll, are you interested in the, the science of ice cream at all? Of course. The most important ingredients for ice cream are, well, you need some type of liquid. Then you need some air to make it, well, nice and smooth. And then you need something that prevents your water from just freezing into a solid block. Usually what you take is you need something fatty, but you need to make sure that this fat can be evenly dispersed in the water. So you need something that emulsifies the whole mixture. So for example, milk and cream are already emulsions because there the fat is just evenly distributed in the liquid. Now you also want to trap the air bubbles, the very tiny air bubbles in the same liquid. And that's where the egg comes into play because the egg helps in trapping these very tiny soft air bubbles into the mixture. And then you get, you know, this lovely fluffy ice cream instead of a very dense block. Then you need to make sure that once you take the ice cream out of the freezer, that you can actually scoop scoop it, that it's not frozen too solid. And that means that you need to add additional things into your liquid to just lower the freezing temperature as much as possible. And there you have different options. So a very easy one is sugar. The more sugar you add, the lower the freezing temperature. But you can also add um, different kinds of things. For example, you could add some alcoholic liquids that helps as well. And you can also add some stabilizers. They also help with that. And one that I usually use is a locust bean gum. This is, well, made from the pots of a tree. So it's quite natural. And you can buy it as a very finely ground powder. You only need like half of a teaspoon. A little bit goes a very, very long way. Don't add too much, otherwise um, your ice cream ends up more like frozen chewing gum. I did that once, <laughs> it was not ideal. <laughs> yes, um, 
Yeah. And then because you need so little, I always just mix it with the sugar first. So it's uh, finely dispersed throughout the ice cream and you don't get a big lump somewhere in the middle. You add something to lower the freezing point, maybe some locust bean gum. You should really get a very nice and soft ice cream that you can scoop once you take it out of the fridge. Awesome. That's really cool to know which parts actually do what. Well, I would be curious whether our listeners try to make ice cream on their own. If so, please let us know. Uh, maybe share your favorite recipe and um, see you next week for a regular episode again. You can find our sources in the show notes. If you enjoy the show and want to help us grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.